David Eicholt, Sean Bach, HawkeyeInsider.com, 24-7 Sports, here with an instant reaction podcast to uh, what I think is a little bit surprising news, Sean. I didn't think it was a, a 100% in or out, but this is one that certainly uh, raised our eyebrows. Uh, Big Ten Defensive Back of the Year, Riley Moss, said he's going to return to Iowa for his fifth season of eligibility. Uh, Sean, massive win for this defense, and assuming everybody else comes back, it's it's kind of crazy to say, but this Iowa defense could be even better than it was in 2021. But that, that's a little bit down the line. Let's let's kind of break down this instant impact of, of having Riley Moss back. Huge addition. A guy I think would have been a finalist for the Jim Thorpe Award had he not had that knee injury, which caused him to miss three and a half games. I think him still winning the Big Ten defensive back of the year really showed how much of an impact he made when he was on the field. But yeah, Sean, massive get. Uh, again, it's certainly a little bit surprising to both of us. And not even just the fact that it was the, the decision was made, Sean. It's still pretty early, I think, in the process. Like he had another week and a half, two weeks to really decide what he wanted to do. Yeah, it was definitely really surprising because, you know, I was kind of shocked when Moss was talking before the Citrus Bowl, how someone asked him where kind of things were at with the NFL and he gave the answer of, you know, I'm kind of leaning more towards the NFL right now. And, you know, with Iowa football, you don't really get that kind of NFL talk before the Citrus Bowl. Maybe he was messing with us a little bit. Maybe, you know, that's really what he was thinking. Um, you know, the senior bowl invite obviously gave people an inclination that like, hey, you know, there's a real possibility that he could go to the NFL draft. I heard early, I heard in the middle of the season that, you know, that he had a legitimate decision to make. There were there were legitimate, you know, talk of him going to the NFL, like very strong. Like it seemed like they were leaning in that direction. But, you know, I'm curious to know how much that performance against Wondell Robinson, the Kentucky wide receiver, maybe left a sour taste in his mouth. I know it wasn't Moss's best game. I think pro football focus had him at, I think his worst game of the year. And he missed three tackles as well. Um, I think he was responsible for like 90 yards, like five of seven or something like that is what his receiver is, what his matchups had. And, you know, yeah, I, I think that might have just left a sour taste in his mouth too and been like, okay, like, you know, maybe I need to prove something a little more against some of these top wide receiver um, targets and top, you know, guys in the country. So, I think maybe that played part of it. Another thing is, too, is like he's mentioned before, like it's his dream to play at Iowa. Like he's living the dream right now. Obviously, the NFL is, you know, that next level. But, you know, Iowa kid wanted to go to Iowa, um, you know, worked his butt off, you know, to get here. Obviously, was going, you know, the FC out route, FCS route initially had a really good senior year, really good, put up really good track numbers. And, you know, that that encouraged the Iowa staff. And, you know, I, it's definitely a major, a major ad. I mean, we I did the depth chart a couple hours after the Citrus Bowl, the depth chart yeah. for the 2022 class, which, by the way, got an insane response right away on on the message boards. I think there was like 200 replies within like the first like three to four hours of me posting. I was like, God, like you guys are already that excited yeah. for the season, um, which I mean, I understand. But, you know, when I was looking down the depth chart, I left like a question. I left question marks behind. Um, you know, I had Cooper DeGene as I think it was maybe right cornerback and I had Jamari Harris um, at left and then Terry Roberts yeah. at right because that's where they mainly worked this year. And I put a question mark behind behind uh, behind Roberts because I was like, you know, I really don't know who's going to be at this spot next year. Like, you know, we haven't really heard much about A.J. Lawson, Brendan Diaz-Fernandez, two guys in, from the 2020 class that were under the radar. 
um, especially Diaz Fernandez. Um, it was a little bit surprised to see DeGene working at corner because Iowa liked him at safety, but, yeah. um, you know, it's kind of just how it works. But, you know, they're really – I was tempted to put TJ Hall, the incoming true freshman there, because, you know, obviously there's he's enrolling early. You know, that's usually a recipe for success. But I was really hesitant because I don't like putting true freshmen in the initial depth charts. I know that Kirk Ferentz doesn't as well. But, you know, I was really getting worried. And, you know, we saw last year what – you know, how quickly an injury or two can impact things because, you know, Austin Hankins, obviously, God forbid that happens again, but it's football. Like, injury yeah. can happen on any play. And, you know, we saw that with Roberts and uh, Harris stepping up when they needed to. And that, the thing that will be interesting, Sean, I think a couple of things is what does it mean for Terry Roberts or Jamari Harris? Because, you know, Riley Moss is going to have that starting spot locked down. And Terry Roberts is a guy that a lot of people have been excited to see uh, outside of special teams. And obviously he's been such a tremendous player on special teams, but we're going to have quite the cornerback two battle with, with those two guys. And I mean, who knows how the 2022 freshman will come in. And I will say this, like you said, I, I get the hesitancy about playing true freshman on the depth chart, but if there is one guy who isn't afraid to throw a freshman out there, it's, it's Phil Parker. And that's what he's showing. Right. You look at what Cooper DeGene's done. You look at Desmond King was out there as a true freshman. We And Riley Moss is out there as a freshman as well. And granted, injuries at times played a part of that. But Phil Parker's like, hey, if you perform well in practice, I don't care. I'm going to throw you out there. But, you know, as you mentioned, I think that – I think getting Riley Moss back is huge, obviously, for depth. And, I, you know, and you think about that 2022 class, which we've talked a lot about as well, with how talented that defensive backfield and the upside of it is. This is a look. This kind of alleviates some pressure off those guys that they can come in and just learn the system, and they can be a little bit more patient in their development and not feel forced to. Hey, you know we're going to need to throw them out there now. You have Moss. You have that year kind of leeway. Moss can really take charge in the room, and you know the other thing is I think a couple of things about Riley Moss. I do think that that injury. I think he wants to come back and prove that his knee is going to be 100 healthy. I mean, because we heard him even when he came back, he said, yeah, you know, I'm not 100% healthy yet, but I feel good enough to play. Uh, that happened for a little while. And like you said, I think with the Wandale Robinson thing, it, I don't know how much of a factor that could play, but I have a very hard time believing that it didn't play a factor in it. Um, so who knows how the last two games maybe left, you know, a sour taste in his mouth that may want to come back. But I, I do think that I do think it certainly had an impact. And again, if Riley stays healthy all year, you know, who knows? Maybe he, he doesn't come back for this 2022 season. But uh, I do think for Iowa's cornerback depth, I think there's a lot of good reason to be excited about Jamari Harris and what he's shown, especially in that Citrus Bowl. I think there's a lot of reason to be excited about Terry Roberts. But outside of that, it's a lot of unproven commodities and guys that could potentially contribute. But you kind of – I think you have the same sense as me, Sean. You really would have liked one more guy in that cornerback room that has a lot of experience that can really hold it down. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who emerges this year. This is really big off-seasons. I know I wrote a, uh, a piece the other day about six guys I'd like to see emerge on the depth chart, on the two deep come springtime, and two of the guys I put on there were A.J. Lawson and Brendan Diaz Fernandez. Obviously, you know, there are guys that come at different speeds and, you know, develop at different paces, and obviously these guys weren't going to be guys that play right away, but, you know, it's, it's important to add that depth into the room because – you know, you never know when guys are going to go down. And I think that really is a sigh of relief for some. I mean, you know, I'm not saying that Orlando Trader and um, TJ Hall couldn't have come in and competed right away. But, you know, they're they're two guys that would really benefit from this development. And obviously, you know, Riley Moss was thrown into the fire right away. And I think that was the most important him 
for him was to get on the field early and, you know, have that type of experience. But, you know, other guys are different. And, you know, I think, yeah, like you said, it's it's crucial that Moss came back from a depth perspective and also giving those guys more time because, you know, even maybe A.J. Lawson, Diaz Fernandez are, you know, a year away. Um, you know, maybe, you know, T.J. Hall and Orlando Trader continue to move up. There really is some uncertainty within it that, you know, makes kind of the Moss coming back more assuring. And I know Iowa was shopping in the transfer portal before for uh, a number of guys at the cornerback position. I'm not sure how much that will really come into play now. Maybe just stay patient and, you know, see what happens, see if you come along, come along on the, on the right, uh, the right prospect, but we'll see what happens there. If I had to guess, I would say they kind of just keep things at the, at where they at now, but, you know, you never really know the portal. Yeah. And, you know, now you just sort of wait to see what guys like Dane Belton's going to do. Uh, you think about, I, I think Jack Campbell's coming back. I, he's given no indication that he's even thinking about leaving. And you talk about a guy that really strikes me as strikes you as a, as a guy who wants to stay for all four years and, you know, represent the state. It's Jack Campbell. Imagine Campbell coming back with that defensive line. If they continue to improve and show what they've shown in the offs, you know, during the bowl game, that's going to be a big step as well. But yeah, I think getting Riley Moss back is huge. And, you know, Sean, I think we have to talk about this just because it's generating enough discussion. Obviously, Tyler Linderbaum, not much of a decision to make, but there's still obviously a decision that has to be made. He replied with the I emoji under Riley Moss. And I don't want to sit here and overanalyze, you know, tweets because it's all for fun. But this does raise a lot of discussion about what Tyler Linderbaum's going to do. I think you and I have said for the past, what, two, three months, maybe even more than that, that it's not a lot he goes, as crazy as it sounds. He, he can be a top 10 pick. But this is a guy who truly is a homegrown Iowa guy. He, he doesn't really think about the NFL. He's never really thought about the NFL. He's really never lived that far away from Solon, Iowa. Uh, this is a guy who takes great pride in being a Hawkeye. And, you know, Sean, I, I've said, I think I said this to you a couple months ago when we were talking about this. If Tyler Linderbaum comes back and he wins the Remington Award again, and is a first-team consensus All-American, he's in discussion for the best college football center of all time. And I, I don't think I'm going that – it sounds nuts, and I understand that. But you look at the analytics. You look at the tape. Uh, I, I think he has a case that he could be the best center to ever play college football. And is that appealing to him? I'm not sure. But certainly something to think about. And, again, I, I've said it and I'll say it again. He's got a couple more weeks to decide what he wants to do. I'm not saying he's returning. It's not a lock he's going, though. I, I, it's not a lock that he's going to the NFL. Yeah, I know you don't want to look too much into tweets, but I also think, you know, Linderbaum, being the type of guy he is and how he's talked to the media about, you know, not really considering the NFL much, I know it's definitely something on his mind now, but, you know, he's the type of guy where, you know, he'd be willing to get another year or want another year. You know, there's there's a possibility. I really do think there's a possibility that, you know, he could come back. And, you know, if I was telling if I was saying that, I wouldn't I I've always kind of thought it, but you know, you kind of think rationally with this stuff, you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> like, you know, he's I when I did that mock draft yesterday or when I did that write up, um, I was kind of like, there's no way he comes back. Like, come on, like, like, come on, just write, like, just write. Cause I mean that that like number eight, like I know mock drafts are different from what NFL scouts say and what 
NFL teams say, like, you, a lot of people would be surprised how different NFL draft boards for each NFL team are from mock drafts, obviously based on need and stuff. But, you know, I was kind of thinking, like, you know, there's, there's – he's got to be done. But, you know, after these last two games and how the season ended, like, maybe maybe there is a little bit of a bitter taste in his mouth, honestly. Like, the same thing with Moss, too. Like, you know, maybe. Maybe there's a chance. I mean, Moss and Linderbaum are pretty close. I know they're pretty close with Spencer Petrus as well. Um, they're, they're a tight group of friends. You know, maybe they're kind of convincing. Maybe they're – I know they'll be talking up Linderbaum being like, hey, like, yeah, the NFL's there, but, hey, man, you can you – can, we can do something special next year, potentially. And I think something else to keep in mind, too, and this is a very minor thing, but money is not a factor in Linderbaum's decision. And I think you have to go no further than his NIL opportunities, because if he was really about the money and wanted that money, Sean, he would have taken a penny of all the money he raised when, say, he gave it to the Children's Hospital. That's just the type of dude he is. He's just different in that way. So it certainly could be something to keep an eye on. I'm eager to see what he decides to do. And if he comes back, Sean, there's there's already a lot to like about this Iowa team next year. There's the obvious questions that are going to have to be addressed. But there's a lot of youth combined with a lot of experience and a lot of talent on this Iowa team if Linderbaum comes back. And, you know, for as much as the offensive line struggled last year, the offensive line could take a big step forward next year, especially if Linderbaum comes back. I thought they were going to do it before. But if you have that stabilizing force at center and Tyler Linderbaum, I mean that that George George Barnett and the Ferences are gonna have all the tools that they want to work with. Yeah, and especially if Iowa lands a Cornell offensive line grad transfer Hunter Norzad, that gives you another piece on the interior. He could, you know, play center. Obviously, that would change if Linderbaum uh, were to come back. He's you know could play anywhere on the interior. Honestly, one of the guard spots is what I've heard as well. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I know Cody Ince. You know, you'd like to see him fully healthy. Connor Colby showed signs at times. Um, you know, right tackle is a big, big question mark heading into the offseason. But, you know, we'll see. It's it's definitely uh, encouraging. Um, you know, obviously with Iowa, you kind of get used to, you know, knowing that the staff is going to put people and put players in the right place to come back in and develop. But if you have these guys that, you know, have been through it already, like, and are already proven and, you know, could be potential NFL guys coming back for another year of college. That's a really big addition and really just, you know, bolstering the talent even more because, you know, the classes behind these guys or the classes like, you know, recently are some of the best recruiting classes that I was had in history. And I know a lot of people don't want to talk about the star argument, but you know, it's, it's true that stars matter. Like if you get guys that can play and if you get guys like, you know, look at Ohio state, look at Clemson or obviously not Clemson this year, but you know, Ohio state, Georgia, Alabama, like those are some dudes. And obviously Iowa has, you know, molded those two, three unrated guys into special players. But, you know, just imagine what the staff can do with these four and five guys added on to the talent that's already in the program. So, you know, it's it's I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I think with these decisions coming up, you're feeling a lot better about where things are at right now, especially at the cornerback position, too. No, I couldn't agree more. So Riley Moss, the biggest win of the offseason so far. We'll see what Tyler Linderbaum decides to do. Dane Belton, obviously, will have a decision to make. I think Jack Campbell will as well. Sam Laporta, another guy who maybe earned himself some money with his Citrus Bowl performance, seven catches, 122 yards and a touchdown, but Riley Moss returning for 2022 season. Absolutely huge news for Phil Parker and Iowa's defense. He's throwing Xavier Wampa, who's going to try out Carval role next year. 
with Dane Belton and Jamari Harris and those guys. Uh, I think, I think Jamari Harris tweeted like the Doughboys are back or, you know, whatever, something like that. But uh, I think there's a lot to be excited about, but plenty of time to talk about that. Sean Bach, David Eichel, HawkeyeInsider.com. We're going to have much more content about Riley Moss's return and everything else there. So be sure to check that out until then. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.